Uh, good morning everyone and welcome to the second of our Make English Sexy Again podcast from Worthing College, part of the Chichester College group. Today I'm joined by Julie Kay to talk about her experiences with English A-Level. Firstly Julie, could you tell the listeners what your role is here at CCG? Yeah, hi Emma, thank you very much. I feel the pressure now to, to make English uh, sexy but I will do my best. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm Julie Capsalis and I'm the Group Managing Director. Uh, I've got responsibility for the commercial businesses within Chichester College Group, which includes childcare nurseries, an examination board, international education, and then all our work with employers and stakeholders across the region. Lovely, thank you. And what was your route into studying English at A-level? Yeah, it was quite an interesting one, and and I wasn't supposed to study English at A-level. I had opted, I believe, it was a long, long time ago, I'd opted to study Spanish history and art, I think, which I thought was a pretty good combination. Uh, but I was told that uh, that didn't work for timetabling and I had to come up with something else. Um, and I would kind of thought, well, maybe I'll do a, a, another language. And I was told I couldn't do that. So um, I went with English. Okay. And um, I have to say it was the best thing that could have happened. Um, because I went from being someone who was quite mediocre at English. Um, the only thing that kind of really interested me at GCSE level was when I discovered Sylvia Plath, um, which was quite a light bulb moment for me in terms of loving poetry. Um, but that then gave me the door to, to study A level. Okay. Just out of interest, which subject did you drop? Or did I drop? It? Spanish. Oh, okay. Do, do you regret not taking it? Not at all. Do you think it was the right decision? Yeah. And, okay. Um, so how did taking English influence your studies at university? Yeah, so I have to say I was really lucky because I had two amazing teachers uh, for my A-level English. And um, back then we had huge flexibility actually over what we could, cho- what texts we could yeah. choose to study. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily, I think, quite the same now, but literally we as a class um, all drew up a list of what we fancied studying, which um, that amazing. was amazing, <laughs> actually. And, um, you know, we, we did a real, really wide range of it, fiction, non-fiction, poetry. Um, I always remember, actually, we studied Wild Swans by Yung Chang, which mm. was um, really, really fascinating. Um, and again, I, I kind of thought I was fairly middle of the road. Um, but for me, it came to when we had to do, I guess, what it was called, our sort of uh, final extended essay what it was called at Mm. the time and actually it was having that freedom to actually decide you know what I was going to pick in terms of uh, an author who I was really passionate about and then to have the freedom you know no longer driven by a textbook or no longer driven by you know Mm. somebody's view to actually write what what I believed and and what um, in this case it was Sylvia Plath again and what her poetry meant meant to me Um, so in spite of all that I decided I was going to go to university and study fashion, not English, Um, and that was just a total disaster. Um, I hated it, and I left after a month, and I thought, what on earth am I going to do now? And then I thought, do you know what? I'm going to go to my passion, which um, was developed in that that sort of last bit of my A-level course. I want to study English. Okay, so what what did your course at uni involve? Um, See, I went to Exeter University. and I think what I loved, in particularly in the first first term, was basically, I probably shouldn't be saying this to you, they basically ripped up the entire way we'd been taught, the entire, <laughs> entire way we, we'd learned at, at A-level. Yeah. And there was far more more questioning, far, far more really pushing your critical thinking, mm-hmm. uh, really encouraging you to, to look more by a theme 
you know, it wouldn't necessarily be, um, you know, you were looking at Shakespeare or you were looking at romantic poetry. This was about, you know, picking a theme mm. um, and, and really beginning to drill down. Um, so I love that. I guess I've always been someone that, that quite likes to challenge things. Yeah. And actually having that freedom to where actually our, our lecturers were, I guess that the more challenging and questioning you were, that the more welcome that was. Absolutely, and I think what's fortunate for students now studying A-level is that critical thinking has, has come into yeah. it far more at A-level, and certainly when I did mine, we didn't really look at other theories, we, we didn't look at critics so much, it, it wasn't really part of the course, but now it really is, and I think that does prepare students much more for university, Definitely. so hopefully they won't need to have everything ripped up, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a completely, they will not now, it's, it's changed It's a, a completely lot. different way of studying though, yeah. isn't it, and you do, you do approach you know things what? in a very different way. That's really encouraging, because... That, to me, actually demonstrates that there has been progress, mm. that actually people have recognised that that step between GCSE, A-level, and then if you go on to the university route, yeah. actually it does need to be much more of a seamless progression. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that's that's a really good thing that, that has happened. And bear in mind, I am talking about something that happened about 25 years ago. Yeah, well, same here. <laughs> but it's, it is... It is interesting how things have developed, and that's certainly true in English language, which was, was my specialist area. The investigation that they have to do and the skills that they develop there is just such a perfect preparation for what they do at uni, whereas when we did our A-levels, it just wasn't there as a, as a skill, so yeah. it, it has improved. Um, how has studying English as a whole, when you've talked about questioning things and, and really going into things in detail, how has that supported or enhanced your current role, do you think? Yeah, hugely. I, um, one of the things that's going to sound a bit bizarre is it taught me how to write. Mm. Really write. Really think about who your audience is. Who are you writing yeah. for? Uh, you know, what, ha you know do you, what kind of persuasive argument do you need to make? And small things. Um, I had a, a teacher at A-level English um, who would go through whatever we'd written with a red pen and you lost 1% for any spelling mistake and any grammatical mistake. Mm. And whilst, you know, that may not be the sort of uh, favoured way of teaching yeah. now, my goodness, that taught me not to make mistakes. Mm. And it made me be a real stickler for spelling and, and grammar. Yeah. And, you know... When I, when I left university, I worked in, in public relations for, for a number of years, and that stood me in really good stead for that. Really understanding the importance of accuracy and understanding the importance of, as I said, knowing your audience and knowing when to write succinctly, mm. but also then knowing actually when you might need to write in a more sort of, I don't know, the technical term, sort of flowery yeah. or emotional way mm. to appeal to people. and. Mm. And I have to say, those are skills that transcend working in marketing and PR. I write a lot of bids now yeah. um, for major investment into the college. Mm. And actually, I think bid writing is, is a dying art. Um, you know, you're often focused on, on word count, set criteria, but also you want to tell a story. Yes. You, you want to excite people. And I think that's, that's you know, some of the learnings I've, I've taken from studying You've English. got to get that across in... in the criteria of the piece that you're writing as well, haven't yeah. you? To do it in a, a succinct way sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's interesting. When we, when I actually went for the role of head of learning, one of our tasks in the interview was to write a memo to staff 
and I was so conscious of the audience and how I was going to pitch the message that I ran out of time. So I didn't actually finish the task yeah. because my, my focus was how are the staff going to be receiving this, even though I knew it was an interview task and it ultimately wasn't going anywhere. That was my primary focus and you talking about knowing who you're writing for and how to pitch it to them is, is so important at, at every level of writing. Um, just sort of a, a final question really, what advice would you give any listeners who may be thinking about studying English either at A-level or taking it on to university? Well you must quite simply. <laughs> um, I think for me it, it you know a series of mistakes um, led me to, to study English as I said earlier and um, for me, it's it stood me in such good stead mm. for, for, you know, it's not just the written communication, it's thinking about how you communicate more broadly. Yeah. And um, it was probably the best grounding I could have had for, for a career that's that's been a bit weird and wonderful, but in essence, actually, is about communication mm. and engagement with, mm. with people. And, and actually, as well, it, it's given me a, a lifelong passion for uh for reading uh you know which i love the fact i can now share that with with my kids and um you know some strange and weird and wonderful interests including my my particular interests in um the sensation novel which if you haven't read some sensation novels you really should uh, and also in confessional poetry and um it just gives me that appetite to keep reading and, and keep stretching my mind and keep being challenged and yeah i love it lovely thank you very much